things that you probably need to establish before you even fill out that affiliation fee form and think of a name is you got to identify the direction that your gym wants to go. I was telling Mo this, that, you know, he actually brought it up. Like, did you, you know, yeah. And the question I asked him, I was like, did you, the direction that your gym is going now, is that what you forecasted originally? Because I could very easily see how bro had this vision of what he wanted his gym to be. And it just so happens that, really good competitive athletes showed up and your response. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, it, and it could oh, happen. Yeah. yeah. No, I wish. Uh, no, I don't wish. I don't. Um, we've always been about every time we compete, we pride ourselves on every competition we go to. We will bring our own and do the best with our own. We won't make these super teams. We'll do all within our walls, through our training with people that we train with all the time. Mm-hmm. And if that means someone, one of our better athletes can't make it, we have next person that's going to step next up. Next man up. Absolutely. And that's our, we have that ability. Now, you know, we, we are a competitive gym. We compete quite a bit. That's not our sole focus. It is a, uh, a subset of what CrossFit truly is. It's a, it's a reality for everybody's hard work, what they're able to do on that side of CrossFit, take it to the next level. You know, when we started, you know, we didn't do past 185 pound power cleans. We no, that was it. We couldn't, we couldn't put that in the workout. <laughs> and we've talked about this before when we talked about programming. If you're programming 250 pound snatches and nobody can do them, why are you programming? <laughs> exactly. So when we started, we didn't program past 185 pounds. Yeah. And you know, now we're up to 275 pound power clean and jerks in an AMRAP. Like, so it. As because you, your your community we've has the stronger. capacity we've to, to move that kind of Absolutely. weight. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and I'm not talking, it's just our one random strong guy or one random strong girl. We have people who can do this. and But we'll continue to progress. So no, no one just showed up as a great athlete. Hell, you look at Jenna and she had like Jenna, Angie. I mean, they weren't even comparable to what they are now. Like mm-hmm. they put a lot of hard work in. Um, so the direct... <laughs> So the direction of our gym, um, I did have it laid out. And uh, Mo was saying, do we want to be uh, competitive? Mm-hmm. And so we ran an in-house competition probably about two months after we opened, mm-hmm. just in-house competition. And when we did this, we wanted to incorporate, um, when we competed, we came in, we liked to compete. We knew when we competed, uh, we would learn a lot about ourselves, like we've talked in this program. We learn a lot about ourselves, what we suck at. We, when we get back to the gym and do workouts throughout the week, we, we focus more. Work, work on what you suck at. We work on what we suck at on the side. We're a lot more focused on our lifting, and we want to kind of tighten that up. Well, when we did this in-house, it's definitely for fun, first and foremost. We're getting ready to do another one November 17th, and we have like 40 people already signed up. Mm-hmm. And um, we do it for fun, but it also we knew we knew what it did for us. So when the, they did that, even though it, was, it gave them a safe atmosphere of doing it in front of the peers they already work out with, mm-hmm. what it instilled in, into them was, okay. I can do this. I can do this. I can compete. And this is really cool because I feel it sucks, but I feel really good about myself afterwards. And they're not shy. But when they came back into class on Monday, they're more, they're more focused. They, they cranked it up. They cranked it up. Yep. They're attacking workouts differently. They're listening. They're applying what you're saying. <laughs> you know, they are, they're understanding that what you're doing, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. And is a reason to compete? No, it's the reason is to become as fit as you physically can. The best, be the version, best of you. version of yep. yourself. And that means that we got to push that tempo sometimes and push that threshold a little bit more and understand that we don't have to take a sip of water every five freaking burpees. You don't have to. You, I promise you, I've never seen anybody with die of dehydration in our, in our gym. I promise you that. They made it through. And when, no, but I need to fix those clips. Like now, clip every- fixing is definitely <laughs> and chalking up. Yeah, that's you know you have to do that, Mo. Yeah, your hands. Do- Especially you need to chalk up on the wall balls, <laughs> right? <laughs> or when these assholes in here they chalk up on handstand walks. I'm like, bro, you don't mop this. Like, what are you doing? You're like watching your damn direction. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, dude. Like, really? You chalk up your hands for handstand walks? 
<laughs> grab them up. No, I'm kidding. But I think it's hilarious when you do that. Or when they uh, people get a chunk of chalk out of the um, uh, of the bucket and they stand completely upright, just going to town on their hands and chalk pieces are flying everywhere. And I'm like, what are you doing? Put your hands in the bucket. Like... <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> What's up, LeBron James? Are you kidding me? Woo, playoffs. Right? <laughs> God. That, dude, yeah. Yeah. I get a broom. No, um, so it instilled a lot. So our vision, our vision, and we'll get back on track again. <laughs> the vision for our gym, it still applies to this day to our, very, our training course. Our athlete training course was very important to us to lay out. We came or from your 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 version of the on ramp. Yeah. yeah, when we, we the gym we came from, they did not have one, and I was a trainer that was very chaotic. Not that we can't train uh, people coming off the street, but it when you get six or seven okay, in a class yeah. that have been coming out for a week, all week, and you have to teach a snatch to every single person in the class. Like in here, we don't. The only time we get PVC pipes out in here is pass throughs, lat stretch. And if someone can't snatch balance a barbell yet, mm-hmm. so they do that with the, that's it. And occasional uh, stick fight. <laughs> but no. Um, so our envision was we wanted to create an athlete training course that gave someone tons of knowledge that we never got when we started, right? So it's around nine hours of one-on-one training. And that was huge for us. Our athletes in the first... Um, first year, year and a half, we're surpassing where we what we were as CrossFitters in five years. Mm-hmm. Like it pisses you off, Mo. Really, well, I mean, you know what I mean. They had a template. They had a template. They had yeah. the guidance. They had the oh, correction. I wish I would have had a right? on ramp class when I first started my career because there was a lot of stuff I'm still unlearning. You know, after almost eight years of doing this. With that, I think the most important was the day one when we go over expectations of our members. That's so huge. We knew when we first signed up, we had eight, 19 of our 25 had never done CrossFit before. Mm-hmm. So we had 19 people in our first year. Way course. outnumbered. Yeah. Way outnumbered, but we had, we, had, <clears throat> we had two trainers doing it, but we had it. It was very, it was challenging, but it was definitely well, it was well ran. It was an investment. It, yeah. And it was well ran. It was, it was right. And, um, but when you get, when we get new members in here and they come in and like I had today, uh, they come in and they see our people working out. Mm-hmm. So they, they come in, introduce ourselves, say hi, I'll be right with you. And But they see how people act. Are they dicking off? Okay. Are they just goofing goofing around? Or are they not paying attention at the whiteboard when we have the whiteboard talk? Um, are they talking during that? Um, are they not, or their reps look a lot different than the next person's? Mm-hmm. And then that person looks different than the next. There's no standards. They see all of this, okay? Now they think it's acceptable. From day one, when we talk about our expectations of members, no bad attitude, leave your drama at the door. It is not welcome. Uh, under any circumstance, it is not welcome. You will not come in here and ruin everybody else's hour that they get for themselves. Mm-hmm. Standard of movement, accountability, okay? Standard of movement if we tell you the wall ball fully goes above the line and you have the capabilities to, and you're not modified below that, we expect you to do that standard of movement. Break 90, wall ball fully above. If it does not happen, it does not count. You must hold that standard because the person beside you, I promise you is holding that standard. And the other person beside you, I promise you is holding that standard. Do not be that person. Accountability, if someone's not watching you, okay, and you're on rep 89, and it's tough, and it's hard because your legs aren't, don't work on some air squats, that doesn't mean you quit. You have the personal accountability that you will do every single rep to its fullest, and you will do it without thought, okay? And clicks. Clicks are not welcome here. If you start separating yourself for the majority, we will pull you apart, talk to you. If you do it again, you're kicked out. Literally, that's it. Your money is not worth ruining what we have worked for. This is people who've never done CrossFit before, Mo, and we're like dropping the hammer, but here's why. Those next people- Well, it's not so much about dropping the hammer, but if you show someone versus tell them and they see what the, the expectations of the culture are, it, they're going to assimilate. And if it's not something they're willing to do, then they'll probably- Peace won't. out. Yeah, and that's fine because yeah. 
you've invested a lot into your organization. And the kind of parallel I, I can draw from that is like when I start when I went to boot camp, you know, I didn't know all the rules, but I saw all these other people who were in boot camp with me and I right. saw how they were moving so and you what they were right, doing. Yep. So I followed right in line. line. I tried to do to do my best to be like those guys that I knew that were ahead of me. Right. You know, and, and that kind of goes goes with, with what you're saying here. Right. So when they come out and I knew our next training course was going to come in and they're going to see these guys working out because our training <laughs> courses follow the 5.30 p.m. class. So they come in for the training course at 6.30. Our 5.30 class is at the end of the workout. And if they see them half-assing it, now they think it's cool. But if they see them, like, miss a rep or the ball doesn't go high enough or um, they say we have an overhead lunge and they stop one foot before the line and just drop their weight, if they see that, they're going to, to simulate towards that. Now, now that causes an issue because that happens Then the next class that comes through, that'll do it. Now, every member from then on out will have that that mindset of this is acceptable when it's not. So it's creating opportunities for for questioning. Questioning yeah. and then what ends up returning is resentment and the stuff that we talk about in segregating stop segregating your members like mm-hmm. this this builds up animosity builds up in us. It's just it's a natural thing. And if you're busting your ass and you're crossing that line every freaking time but the person right next to you is falling a foot short or the foot's on the line and they don't cross it, they're going to pissed off. Because that's not that's not accepted here. That mm-hmm. is not accepted here. But what I've always done, it, maybe it is not liked, but I will talk about the elephant in the room. Clicks, drama, all that stuff. I'll talk about it just to let you know, hey, I know its existence. I've seen it ruin gyms. I've been part of that where it ruins gyms. It will not happen here. Mm-hmm. And when you tell what can't happen... It doesn't happen. But also going back to, you know, as an owner, if this is a path you're going to choose, um, if you reflect back on our leadership episode, you know, what you allow to happen is what you tolerate within your culture. Yeah. Um, Because for the longest time, like for me, my standpoint on bro reps and people short and stuff was like, well, it doesn't affect my workout. But that's just how my brain works. I can work beyond that. But for the other individual who's struggled and had challenges – I can absolutely see how that could have a negative impact on their um, on how they perceive the culture to be. Yeah. You know, like you know, again, you know, worked in large organizations. I know you're going to have a certain percentage of of jack wagons, no matter you know. And the bigger the the group gets, the percentage increase or the number increases. The percentage still stays the same. But my brain works different. I'm not everybody, and I have to remember that. Yeah. That just because I can take that information and push it to the side because it doesn't affect my fitness. Yep. Not the other, you know, 199 people in my organization might not see it the same way. And you'll get, if we took, if we took a survey out of 10, you probably get 50, 50 where they're telling me like, dude, you're a freaking dictator. And the other 50 be like, we like the structure. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Like this is who we are. Like I told you when, and this is literally all before we've just now started getting into where you start the actual gym process where you're inside of it, right? <laughs> you just opened the doors about 10 minutes ago. Right. We just opened the door and it's an hour and seven minutes into this topic. <laughs> that's, but that's, that's what we yeah. want to talk about. All this stuff it really goes through. Yeah. You, have, you haven't even uh, paid your second month's rent check bro, yet. Bro. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, we're still day one of the training course, but this is critical in my opinion. And it's, it's what made us what we are today because uh we often i mean we love our we love our yearly parties uh, mm-hmm. we love to celebrate together um but we're we're not naive we may have started this but our members are, are the, the ones heart, they're the heartbeat out, yeah. yeah they are a heartbeat they are the one that carries it on they're the ones while we're coaching they're going up and talking to people that are coming in that for the first time that are nervous mm-hmm. we had a 68 year old guy come in today and Jenna's talking his head off. And we, you know, we just talked about in the last episode, it was a conversation. If she didn't show up here because of- She would have never had that She would have never had a conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I love conversations. I love meeting people that are just just random. And I think it's really cool that, and talking to a guy at 68, he's at, um, very, very intimidating to come in here at 68 years old because mm-hmm. he's used to working out the why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have a hundred people Comes there. in here and there's weights dropping and loud yeah. music and yeah. yeah and, people, guys, and people like, Half his age. And he said, well, he said, and everybody's fit. Yeah. Right? You got Jenna walking up, you know, lats out, you know, 
invisible lat syndrome walking up to this guy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Not kidding. But no. But yeah, you know what I mean? So that's cool. That the, Our people are what continue what we wanted when we started. Yeah. And it's because hardest thing as an owner for me was entrusting our members to do things. Um, to carry out your vision. To take out the trash. I wanted to do everything because I didn't want to hinder them. This was your business, our business. This was my, this is, this is us. I don't expect you to take out the trash, but they want to, they want to help. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And, uh, I got a really good, uh, person that helped me realize that that is also a business owner. And I think that was critical that don't stop people from doing something they want to do. And he gets it that you don't want to think you're, you're, uh, taking advantage of them because mm-hmm. we were taking advantage of his trainers at our last gym and I didn't, I never wanted that. Mm-hmm. And, but to kind of take a step back and just let your members just kind of keep the process, you know, we keep the order. This is the order they know. And sometimes I send those emails like, Hey, get shit together. It's not accepted. Mm-hmm. This will never happen. Okay. And it seems like every six, seven, eight months, I'll send one out. They'll start slipping a little bit, but I could say, Hey, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to say anything. We'll just let it go. But then I already know what happens. It happens again. Now it's three months. Now it's two months. Now it's happening every day. And now I'm decapitating our members for doing stuff that I, they know they shouldn't do, right? Don't ruin, because you want to act like an asshat, don't ruin it for the next person beside you that doesn't want that, right? No one wants to hear your drama, you know, baby mama drama when you come in here, right? If you want to talk about it, uh, uh, privately with your your friends that are inside here, that's one thing. But don't come in here swagging your head, cussing out. Just it's not accepted. Do not ruin their time. And that's in, that's critical to us. Your shit you got going on, I, I got you. I understand. But do not affect the people. The in other here. people in your class. Yeah. As long as we do that, man, that's why we can have the atmosphere that we do. Is that we enforce it. We don't let it go. We lead by example. There's not one time I will come in here with a bad attitude. I've had some of the worst days in my life and had to go train a class five minutes after of some devastating stuff and I get it done. They don't know because I'm not going to affect their time, their, their, their one hour because that's just not. And if I did, then they would start doing it as well. And we've mentioned this before. Sometimes the people that come here, the one hour that they spend here is the only time they have away from X yeah, you know it's it's like might be the only hour they have to themselves throughout the course of a day, and we can't as family members, owners, trainers, whatever, we can't take that away from them because some people really need what it is they get out of that sixty minutes here. And let's tie into the last episode we just recorded that. Let's say they were having some self doubt and they were having a bad day, and they just said, "You know what? I'm just going to go to the gym and I'm just going to get it done." And they were this close to not coming. Mm-hmm. They convinced themselves to come. Then when they come in here, they come in with all this drama and bad attitude and stuff. Now they regret that decision instead of enjoying that decision like Jenna said. Jenna said that, you know, she's been in a rut and it's been hard for her to get to the gym and she just wants to kind of go home and just do nothing. Mm-hmm. But she feels so much better that she came in. But if she came into a negative situation that we allowed it totally ruins it for that person. And then that's a domino effect because you don't know what's really going on in your life, other people's lives, right? They, they have to have this hour. They need that release. They need their me time because maybe they're stressed about this and, and pissed off about that. And like they had a horrible day for whatever reason and they need to just, just let go, mm-hmm. right? You can't ruin that for them. That last segment, you know, obviously there's a lot of passion because it took a lot of work it took a lot of overcoming all that self-doubt. Um, it, it took a lot of ignoring those voices, internal and <laughs> oh external. I'm glad you said that. It, you know, and to maintain, but also protect what you've built. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think the voices thing you said is critical. Uh, as confident as I am as a person, um, alpha personality, um, failure is not an option. Um, you still have that. You have these voices and sometimes you're like, am I going freaking nuts? Like, 
there's so many things that's telling me, you know, this and that, or you hear outside voice, voices and you got other opinions. And I've always circled back, like I take it in and I just like go with your gut. My guts failed me one time in my life and I'm not joking. I went against my gut one time in my life and I failed on that. And I, re- I still regret it to this day. But to, to you make- You didn't ask Sally to the prom? Uh, no. <laughs> I, you know, don't be bringing up school, Mo. I'm going to throw this microphone over. The- <coughs> yeah, you think Glassman gets me fired up. Let's talk about high school. Bunch of assholes. Uh, yeah, this is for you. My guidance counselor said I would amount to nothing, right? Anyways, um, the voices that of self-doubt, because- Put in, put in a price on something that you is a passion, mm. and then it's different putting it on paper. But then when you got to put it out there, like mm. this is what we're charging. Yeah, it's like it's scary. Holy crap! Yeah. Did we do it right? Did we do it wrong? Should we charge more? And then you get a big influx of money, and you're like, oh gosh, we just we you could say, oh, we we didn't charge enough because we could be making you know three thousand dollars more a month. And then, then those, I think, is a big trap. And one of the things we talked about, uh, one of those traps, is you see all this money rolling in. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah I got this up? under what's control. Yeah. yeah, And you start to, or you can. Oh, hell yeah. Lo- you lose a little bit of focus. You know, hopefully you can self-correct from all that stuff. But I think going back to those voices in your head, I think the human brain, it naturally tries to protect itself. And when it comes to things like this, the easy way to protect itself is to remove itself from a situation that's yeah that's that's fearful. Yep. You know the whole fight, flight or yeah. fight or flight right response. Yep, it doesn't just happen in a physically threatening situation. It also happens in the business world. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it, you know sometimes, uh, and I, that's why I'm an advocate of being a single owner, uh, not having a uh, outside partnership mm-hmm. because of when you need to make a critical decision, it's, you literally, it's, it's hot. You got to make the decision. Like, mm-hmm. And then what do you buy? How do you spend your money and things like that? The, the more people you got to go through, the harder that decision becomes and then feelings get hurt. Right. Then that causes separation. Mm-hmm. But like, these are critical times in certain aspects of the gym. Like you could have a different vision than another person, but it's, to stay focused on and maintain what you've built mm-hmm. it is very critical that you think about everything that you can that can go wrong. You think about everything you can do to improve. You got to listen, keep a pulse on your membership. You got to see how classes are running. You got to take some of their feedback, some, I'm not saying all, some of the feedback that maybe you're like, you know what? Yeah, I don't know why we have never done that. Mm-hmm. And like be, be a real dude or a real, a real chick that, you take that to heart, like, damn, I'm stupid, but I'm glad they say said something because we're definitely going to change this. Mm-hmm. Um, always being open to that. We all have blind spots. Absolutely, my blind spot was the business side, but I've engrossed myself. I don't do it like on the on that you know 500 member level. I don't. I'll never want that. It's not who I am. So I'll make our business as good as I can for our 120 athletes that we will cap this damn gym at, mm-hmm. and um, maintaining it, it does take. More work than you could ever imagine. <laughs> so, which leads right into the next part. The work never stops. Boom. Yeah. The, the, la- the last class is over. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, that the work isn't done. You know, you still got to do your back end. I mean, and this is just, we're talking mechanical stuff. You, you got to make sure your back end stuff, make sure you restock the water, make sure the chalk's good to go. Take out the trash, take clean out the, the trash. Yeah. Mop the floors. You Sweep know, up all the damn <clears throat> rope from the rope climbs. And the, um, the leaves. Make sure the leaves... <laughs> I'm telling you, Mo, you're pushing me. The damn leaves. I'm so glad it's over. Leaves and cottonwood here. Yeah. Yeah. But there's there's the job outside of the job. It's This is not a nine to five thing. This is a entirely consuming uh, business operation. And I don't look at it as a job. And I think that's where some people might get hung up, okay? I've never thought this was a job. Does it make money? Yes. Is it a business? Yes. I think you can you can leave a job. Yes, right. you can walk away from a job. You can you can walk away from work, but this is not something you can just leave and expect it to be okay. I mean, now granted, you can go on vacation and things like that, but when you go home, you know you're thinking about work. 
Yeah. Or you're thinking about what's going on in here mm-hmm. or, or what's not going on here. Right. You know, you, you routinely send me stuff at three o'clock in the morning and that's just referring to the show. So I can only imagine what's going on in your head as it relates, you know, to this facility. Yeah. You know, uh, it's a double-edged, double-edged sword when you take everything home um, because you're right. The investment doesn't stop, okay? My investment doesn't stop. I can be, I can be geared up, ready to work out. And let's say I haven't worked out for two days. I'm just ready, ready to get it going. And then a member pulls me aside and asks me a question. And then we start digging into something or they want some help on something. Mm-hmm. Am I the asshole owner who just says, well, we'll do it later. I'm going to go work out. Or am I going to be like, all right, what's up? Well, let's, let's get this taken care of. Mm-hmm. And I'll take care of me later. And if that means I don't get to take care of me and I don't get to lift and I don't get to work out, that's just the reality of it. That, that's part of... Should what, be part of. It should that, be part of. That's part of what becomes... Or that's part of what the life of a successful business owner is, not just CrossFit. In general. I, yeah. I, I'll always put them first. Always put our members first. Always have their in- best interest in, in my thoughts first and foremost on any and every decision. And every decision is made for our people and not for me. Yeah, and because the members are your priority. They are. 100% will always be a priority. They will never be neglected. Um, but the work doesn't stop, and the learning never stops. And I've 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 evolved as a... A trainer. I've evolved as an owner. I've evolved as a programmer. I've, as, I've evolved as a the business side of CrossFit. I, you know, I've evolved on the. Well, you you choose to continue <clears throat> the learning process. Not being yeah, but also some of your learning right there is right in front of your face, like um, the human interactions. I think that's the biggest thing that people don't understand. And as a trainer, I've learned that as I've progressed is learning your members and how you need to train them. Okay. I will not coddle you, but I know there's some days I need to need to be like, all right, she's definitely, or he's something's having, wrong. Something's yeah. wrong. I, all right. I'm going to approach it just a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Hey, what's going on? Like, you know, how do you feel? Or, you know, something going on with your, you go to eight instead of 10. Yeah. yeah. I was st- still going to give them the correction. I'm still going to give them information that's needed because their lift is shit right now. But I'm going to approach it a little bit differently. I'm not a straight line, hardcore boom all the time to every single person. Is there times where I can crawl in people's ass and just get them to that next rep? Yep. I know when to do it and I know who to do it to. Mm -hmm. And I also know who I can't do it to and when not to do it. Because there's just a point in time where like you could scream and yell and be the biggest dumbass cheerleader in here. And they're, they're going to get pissed. Because everybody's already the, watching them. There's a time and a place. There's a time and a place. Learning that. Oops. Learning. <laughs> karate chop you, bitch. But lear, learning that, I think, has been very, a big experience for me uh, that I've learned on the coaching side. It, it's tough. The switch. You have, you have to have it, Yeah. in my opinion. And um, Switch as in on and off, not switch as in, like, get whipped with it. Occasionally, <laughs> the switch has come out, Mo. I, uh, I'm not opposed for hitting. You know, when I was when I was training uh, martial arts, we always got hit with the damn stick. So I'm just going to start breaking that out. I'm going to get me a bamboo stick. I'm going to start hitting people when they hit the bad technique. In all of this, there are opportunities to become efficient. But if you take shortcuts, you will pay consequences. <laughs> <In every coughs> there, there, there are repercussions for taking shortcuts. I'll be damned. You know, it never it never paid off to, you know, take shortcuts when you're uh you're in a sport and you're training and you're you're running and you take you round you don't take the you don't take the lap you round the corner or cut the corner of that when no one's looking behind the school building, you know, you don't run the full distance. Like did anybody see it? I don't know. What's that do to your What's that do to your head? What's that do to you as a person? What's that create as a person for you? Are you a person that when no one's looking, you're gonna cut this corner, and then hopes it kind of works out, and that nobody's seen it? Mm-hmm. That just sets you up for failure for later in life. So, I see that, and it, it seems very small, but I promise you, the people who thought it like that when they were younger, it now transfers over into their adult life. 
cutting corners, getting something slightly cheaper as equipment, okay, just so you can put some more money in your pocket, um, buying something for you over buying a piece of equipment that has to be and needs to be replaced for safety, um, cutting the corner of getting equipment, but it's, you know it's not enough to facilitate an entire class and you can afford to do more, but you don't want to take away from what you're taking home. Like To me, that's cor- cutting corners at the sacrifice of your membership. <coughs> and I just think that's completely wrong. I will never do it. We'll always have what we need, and we'll always give them what they need. There's a difference between spending smart money and cutting corners. There are some times you just can't afford to spend the money that you would like to spend for the benefit of your community. Yeah. Because it will, you know, put you in the ground or put you put you underneath whatever your target goal is in terms of finances. But there's cheating. <laughs> there's cutting corners. Yeah, and there absolutely is cutting corners when you don't buy what you need or you put yourself first before your athletes. And Typically, we think of cutting corners is something that you do, but affects someone else, right? And that's, it, it benefits you, but affects somebody else. That's a solid way to put it. Yeah, I mean, and you, if you want to have longevity, I guess in any sort of business, you you have to, you have to come second. You know, I'm not saying run yourself into the ground, you know, sacrifice your family, but there's certain things you have to address and take care of in order to be successful. And generally, in most businesses, it's taking care of your your product, which in our case that we're talking about here is your athlete. So you make the comment about not running yourself in the ground. And I think there's a point to where you can actually do that. But I think where people sometimes can fail is they won't run themselves into the ground. Okay. Right? I hear you. You have to be willing to run through that brick wall and come out the other side bloody and beat the hell up for your business. You have to be willing to do it. Does it mean you have to sit there and purposely run yourself in the ground? No. Are there, are there things that can, you can do to not do that? Yeah, but are there, are there times where I've ran myself into the ground to where I'm actually, I get sick? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I will do anything and everything to make this work. I will sacrifice my time, every ounce of my time, every ounce of my energy to make this work. Because you know what? There's no safety net. This doesn't work. What do I have? Who do I fail? You know what keeps me going is all of our memberships. Our members, if I fail, it screws them. They don't have a gym anymore. They lose those friendships. They're not going to be in here every day because I failed. I messed up. I will fight for them. I will freaking do everything I can for them. And I will run myself in the ground if that is what's required. I'm not going to sit here and like pay someone else to do something because I'm going to be lazy and whatever. You're not just going to let it die. It's not going to happen. I will not do it because I don't want to do it to them. Not for me. I don't care about me. I care about them. I care about what they have here. And if like, I will sacrifice my own body, my own health, my own everything to make this happen because I believe in it and I believe in them and I love each and one of every one of them to that point to where I will sacrifice myself at all cost. But it doesn't mean you have to. <laughs> but, I got nothing on yeah. that, dude. <laughs> but, you know, it is. Yeah. You talk about passion. You brought that up earlier, man. You know, I think Stu, you know, Stu says some things I like and some things I don't. One I do like is passion only gets you so far. Yeah. Passion's great when you first open. You start getting some money in. Now you can like, yeah. now you get comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's in anything, a relationship and friendships, you get comfortable. Well, when you get comfortable, you start, you start slipping, bro. You really do. You start slipping because... Oh man, you know, our revenue went from 4,500 to 6,500 this month. Oh, now we added three more G's. Now now we're making 10 grand a month. Like, that's cool. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do for your people? You know what I mean? Like, you can't slip just because you're getting that money because guess what? As fast as that shit came in, (laughs) that shit will end tomorrow. Yeah, it can go away. It'll go away. So you always got to invest back into your people. Um, if you want to create that community. But some people are out there, they're just the business side. They don't care so much about that. CrossFit, when they invest into that, is just a business. They want to open a gym, open a second, and open a third. They don't care about those. I would never open a second location because 
I feel like you can't be there. I can't be there, and I feel yeah. like I mean, I got two groups of people now. Like, yeah, uh, these are my people. No, uh, uh, a guy I met during my travels, he talked about when he made a decision to open up a second gym, and he said it was a mistake because he couldn't spread himself between two facilities. You can't, yeah. yeah. And he said that once he realized what he had done, he shut down the second location because he wasn't being true to his athletes. You can't. I yeah. think that's pretty tough, but whatever. I mean, it's the passion is, is definitely good. And I think passion goes a lot further than what Stu gives it uh, progress for, but he's on another level. He wants to make X amount of dollars, and I want to make money, and I want to have a, I want to have a, a um a career obviously and make a enough money to be very comfortable but i know my end game is that and i also know that my end game also doesn't happen in four years i'm not stupid i'm going to progress each and every year to get to where i need to be and then i'll be at my end game but along the way i'm going to do it right and i think you just kind of summed it up as long as you know you're you're giving your heart and soul into this and you're doing right by your people. Um, that's what it takes to have a successful community. That's how you wind up getting people coming to get on their hands and knees for seven hours, you know, mopping up and dusting up places. That's when you get people to come together when uh, you have one of your family members in need and they come and they raise a ton of money. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, those are the things that will pay themselves back in spades when you have gone out there and given yourself as an owner, not just a business owner, but a someone who invests in other humans. And in doing so, those are rewards that you will reap for a lifetime that don't necessarily translate into dollars, but will translate into moments where you have helped people become better versions of themselves. We don't nickel and dime. And in, in, uh, a result of that is when we need to raise money for something in-house for one of our members that, that needs it, um, it does well, okay, because they have the money. Um, we don't charge people when they drop in. I get these relationships that I'll, I'll never forget and uh, still talk to them this day. You know, even the, the, the Special Forces guy, you know, I got a challenge coin from one of them. and um, Can't buy that shit. Right. Didn't, didn't charge them anything. They're in here from the hurricane. Um, great dudes. Um, kept trying to pay me as well. And, you know, to get something that's like that, um, it wasn't because we didn't charge. I think it's because <clears throat> what they said is we treated them like they were our own and they never get that anywhere else they go is through their travels. Um, because they're just dropping in, you know, we would treat everybody like our own when they come in through our doors, no matter what. And could I make a little bit extra money here and there? Yeah. Um, would I still have the same relationships? I don't know, but I do know that we didn't charge and I have these relationships and these things, those mementos that I have now that maybe I wouldn't have had if I did. So I think everything kind of sets up itself, uh, good and bad and your actions, Today affects what happens tomorrow. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no. Bringing this all to a close, you know, again, not all of you might want to become gym owners, but, you know, bros help kind of give you some backstory on some of the things you may have never witnessed if you weren't there from day one with your uh, current organizations. Your gym owners, uh, it's a long road. Um, you you know, be thankful for everything that they put forth and, and did to make your facility what it is today, as well as your culture. So before we get going, we want to talk a little bit about, um, it's actually the first thing we've had the opportunity to give support to. Yeah. Uh, that's not local. Uh-huh. Um, it's a, we call it like a virtual comp, I guess, uh, online. online. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's VetWad. And you you found kinda out li- it kind of lines up with what we love. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> veterans and and we and we do love helping people out there that are are challenged with uh, stress, anxiety, PTSD, all that stuff. So uh, you found it how again? Uh, Sebastian just kind of asked. There he's he's putting something together. And yeah, this was it. He was helping helping them out, and I don't know how he got in contact with them, and and then um, said something to me about 
maybe sponsoring it. Uh-huh. You know, we can't offer clothing yeah. <laughs> or prizes. So I asked him the monetary side of it. Yeah. So we uh, we did it, and we ended up being it's the first thing we ever sponsored. Yeah, and I which is pretty cool. Yeah. I think that I would I couldn't imagine us sponsoring anything else. Yeah, especially for our first one. Hell no. And okay. it's and it's uh, so it's an money, online functional yeah. fitness competition with 100 percent of the proceeds going to benefit veteran PTSD and suicide prevention prevention sorry suicide prevention mission 22 mission 22 yeah. which you can talk about mission 22 yeah mission 22 uh basically uh every day it's estimated that 22 uh veterans commit suicide or take their lives in some uh form or fashion um and there's uh, various iterations of it there's project 22 22 till none and the whole goal is to try and get all these men and women that are suffering from PTSD or other combat related issues or or just service related issues stress anxiety all that stuff and to help them get the need or to help them get the help that they need in order to help overcome overcome those challenges. I want you to think about 22. Okay? It's a freaking number. Yeah. 22. 22 things. Um Then I want you to take that and I want you to double it cuz they all know someone. Yeah. Then I want you to double it again cuz of their family. Yeah, cuz they and know you someone. Double it again. Yeah. Like the, the people, amount of people that are impacted. impacted by 22, it's not just 22. Two, no. 22 people took their lives because they couldn't handle the PTSD mm-hmm. and the stress and everything goes with it. And they don't have the resources or mm-hmm. maybe they didn't open up or they don't, they feel like they, we've they don't talk, feel like they, they don't feel like, yeah, an, an outlet. Yeah. And, it, and, you know, I shouldn't say they can't handle it, but it kind of, you know what I mean? You just let things get to you. Yeah. you know, it, and that's, I don't mean it in a disrespectful it, way. It's, it's, you let things get eat at you so much mm-hmm. and you don't want to burden anybody else. Mm-hmm. So you just, you, you burden, you know, you take the burden on yourself yeah. and you just take, you know, you take care of it. And, and it's, 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 it's hard for me to comprehend that someone could be in such a position that they don't feel like there's any other option because I've had friends take their lives before. And, you know, think about the people that are left behind because you're left thinking like, what didn't I do? Because as military members and wingmen, we, we, we start taking responsibility because generally in the military, when something goes wrong, someone's to blame. And it's not a finger-pointing thing. It's more of like, what didn't I do? What could I have done better? And so there's that survivor's guilt that's, that remains uh, for Especially all the Especially if you're close to them, yeah. right? I mean, Absolutely. You know, it's <clears throat> we shared something, you know, with another military member. And what was it? How many out of the 16? You remember? Uh, I don't remember the, the number. But... but it, I, it, it's like half, right? So we we had someone that listens to our show kind of share their experience, and out of eighteen people that they served with, yeah. but in close proximity, yeah, right. We're not talking about a battalion, no, um, but in close proximity, a team, yeah, a small team, team, a team. Yeah. That's exactly what yeah. it was. Three of the eighteen committed has committed suicide due to PTSD mm-hmm. because of stuff they all seen and he's seen, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. He's seen the same stuff, mm-hmm. and. um it doesn't mean that they were weaker or that he's stronger. It just means they've, you know, some could deal with it and have found ways to deal with it mm-hmm. by talking or opening up, mm-hmm. and some have not. Mm-hmm. And the ones that have not are the ones that kind of eat that burden of everything they've seen or how they feel. They mm-hmm. think there's no way, no escape, no nothing. Or that there's no help. Yeah. No. Yeah, no help. And, you know, sometimes I, I, I can I see that if I don't because you – you know that you, yeah. your friends, you you would always offer it like, "Hey, man, I'm always here if you need to talk mm-hmm. or whatever it is." Sometimes it's not enough, mm-hmm. okay? Because I think, you know, I'm not a huge advocate of counseling or anything like that, but um, at the same time, there's certain things that need to happen to kind of reverse that cycle mm-hmm. of their thinking, mm-hmm. and it's when you have someone close to you like that. I'm sure that's really really tough, mm-hmm. and. I think it's it sucks for our veterans because, you know, some people think that maybe the the PTSD is from combat related, but no. may, maybe it's from uh, they get out of a structured element, something that they've always had, you know, done their entire life, and whatever job in the military doesn't transfer to the civilian world, so now they're starting starting with zero. They have no job, mm-hmm. no income. Yep. They don't have the same support system. They're not used to getting up like what you say every day. In the, yeah, and lacing up my boots. La- lacing and, up the yeah. boots. You don't have that anymore. And then not only that, the people that are still in it or you're no longer in with. Yeah. it's And so and you don't have that family, that network <laughs> yep. every day. Yeah, adjustment disorder is what they refer to that okay. as because that that's a real thing as well. Oh, and, the, and that can lead 
uh, to worse situations. Just look at people who are in prison. It's, yeah. You're, if you're a prisoner for, I don't know how many years it was, you get in the same routine. Mm-hmm. Like they get out and that becomes kill, part of your normal and they'll kill themselves yeah. because they don't have the same, the structure. They're, they're so used to waking up for 15 years yeah. of going to breakfast at the time, you, yeah. know, sh- you know, doing this at this time, doing that at this time. And they get out, they have no family. They have freedom. They have freedom. But, but they don't they have, know how to manage it. Yeah. yeah. And so I think it's a great thing that Vet Wad is doing. Anything you can raise awareness on. And it's not that I think PTSD is for, you know, foremost the most important thing to mm-hmm. raise awareness on. It's something I think it's, you know, the more you talk about something, the, the more um, revenue can generate. And the revenue, we already know, it creates... Um, creates resources, resor- creates opportunities. Yeah. Free yeah. opportunities and free resources for people who maybe can't afford it or they don't have good health care. Mm-hmm. Um, or even just to help with the marketing of it. Yeah. You yeah know, putting it in front of people. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's really cool and I'm glad to be a part of it. And, you know, I was just telling the class today, I think what we're going to do the, the first, the, the three weeks, we're going to run it on Friday here mm-hmm. as the workout and all wear red and just kind of a little honor to them. And, yeah. And just pray and pray that, um, you know, these people can find some sort of, I don't know, meaning. Yeah. Whatever it is. Or, that, or, or, or see that there are, there are opportunities. There yeah. is help out there. We can't narrow it down. Meeting opportunities. There's so many yeah. things. You don't know what's going through people's minds yeah. when you think the whole world's stacked against you. Mm-hmm. And, cause or you, you know, think you can't get out from underneath that. Yeah, bro. Yep. You know that. You know how it is. It's like, man, that stress will weigh you down way heavier than anything you could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. And, it, you can feel like you're walking around with the weight of the world on your shoulders, and mm-hmm. and there's it, people surrounding you, especially in in what with what we do, that are there to help you. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And this is a good cause. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Very good honored cause. to be yeah. a part of that. Very super stoked that uh, this is our first opportunity to help support. Uh, I don't even care if it's our else. last. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? If it's our first but, but, and last, but, you know, it's that good of. A, but I think it's definitely something we will continue to support in the future. Oh hell I'm, yeah! I'm wholeheartedly behind this. So, so that's uh, vetwad.com. If you want to donate, or you can even participate. You can register so that way you can uh, take part in those wads too. And that's what they're talking. Even yeah. if you don't participate, even if you want to donate the yeah. money, a hundred percent, one hundred percent is going proceeds, to. Yep. yep. So in that, uh, all going to benefit Mission Twenty Two. Yeah, and hit up. Uh, Hit up their Instagram, yep. visit them, share their stuff. Yeah. You don't know who's looking, who may not have, yep. hasn't seen this yet. Yeah. So cool. blow, blow this shit up. Yep, absolutely. For this week's call to action, tell your owners how much you appreciate what they've done for you. Uh, like I said a lot in the beginning of this particular show, there were a lot of things that happened before you got there that you probably weren't aware of. Um, it's a lot of hard work. It's not just about coming up with the capital to pay the affiliation fee. There's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that goes into everything that you see when you look around your gym. Uh, Just let them know that you appreciate them because without them, uh, you're not the person you are today, and you're probably not listening to this show either. No, you're right. I mean, remember, most owners don't expect to hear anything from you. No. Those are the ones that you got to hold on to, okay? Those are the ones that you you have to tell how much you do appreciate. Because every dollar that they spend in here is a dollar they're not putting in their pocket, literally. Okay, think about that. Yeah, they have membership and they have this and that. But just because they have your monthly income and, and you guys are paying, they still make a decision, a conscious decision, decision not to put that in their pocket and to buy you new equipment, buy you something that needs replaced or updating certain things that need to be done. They are taking that away from them themselves. And that's still a decision they make. They could easily pocket the money and owners do pocket the money. I've seen it. And it, it, is it right or wrong? I don't know. It's, it's their decision. It's how they want to operate their business. But those owners who take money out of their pocket to get you some sweet new bars or um, some fancy plates or a new rig or some more wall balls. Cause it, stuff's falling out. Like they're literally taking money from themselves and giving it back to you guys and reinvesting into you. Okay. Cause you're still going to be a member, whether or not that wall ball gets replaced, you know, give them thanks. And I think that you'll make their day, make your owner's day, uh, make your trainer's day and let them know how much you appreciate them. Cause as being both, it, it goes, it goes a long way when you're up on the grind. And, um, I tap into those, 
emails and messages um, frequently. I don't read them. They're in my head. And um, I tap into those when I need it, when I'm, I'm like, I'm on the verge of like, man, this is tough. It's tough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? This is some tough stuff. Run the gym isn't easy. And I know that. And I tap into that when I need it, Mo. It gets me to that next step. And it just, it tells me to shut the hell up is what it does. Stop crying about this. You wanted this. You made this choice. Right. And that's when they say, they when they say, thank you. All those hours are gone, bro. They're gone. That brings this week's episode to a close. I'm Mo and I'm out. See ya. Thank you for listening to the One More Rip Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at One More Rip Podcast or on Twitter at Can I Get One More or shoot us an email at Can I Get One More at gmail.com. I'm going to add this in here, guys. Sorry. So Mo was trying to wrap this up, but in my notorious fashion, I'm not having that right now. <laughs> He's a producer, and not to be a dick, but honestly, I think there's a couple things. Hold in on. He- Go ahead. What happened? No, I'm just making sure I, because I, I, I'm gonna have to put it, rearrange it probably. Oh really? Yeah. No, God. Um, I think I wrote some things in the bottom, and, and we're we're way over on time. That's what he's looking at, and it's it's tough to get this under an hour. But um, I think big things for me is maintain what you've built, okay? Mm. So, yeah, which the, yeah, that, the, that's 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 pretty much everything you've just talked about, right? You got to maintain. Got to maintain that. Yeah, you right? got Well, you know, you got to protect it. Protect it, maintain it, because it's still work. You know, I've, so I've had a couple people say, "Well, we want a gym just like yours," and I'm like, "I appreciate that, but I can't, I can't do that for you. Like, I can tell you certain things, some of the stuff you said here, but you really got to work." It's not, it's not like, hey, we set this precedent and it just keeps happening. We have to maintain it. We have to keep up. We have to not accept things that kind of get out of order. Your work never stops. Like as an owner, your work never stops. It doesn't stop on the, the business side. It doesn't stop on the programming or training side. It doesn't stop when your last class is finished. No, it doesn't. And I think that's, if you think you're going to get in and out of a gym and that you got a place that you can go work out at and that's what you think about, then you shouldn't even open a gym. If you're one of those owners who started a gym to have a place to work out, that's a joke. Do you really, is there that? Was, there was a time when that was possible, but not anymore because people have options. Right. It's still possible, but your people will see through it. Mm-hmm. When you don't, when you don't, when you stop neglecting, when you start neglecting your members and you're more focused on your sweet Instagram story and your awesome snatch, and then you have, a member that's got their first toe to bar and you don't acknowledge them. Like you said, tell you them you don't celebrate that. You don't, you don't catch cel- them doing something good. Yeah. yeah. You know what? That's just, that's pretty bad. Um, you never stop learning. I think is very critical. I think as an owner, I've progressed. I was way behind on the business side in my opinion, cause I didn't have a business background. Mm-hmm. Right. No, put that down. We'll, we'll, we'll keep wrapping. Go ahead. Put this down. No, no, yeah. We'll get more in depth with everything. I'll just make it a two parter cause there's just too much shit in here. I mean, we don't have to. No, no, seriously. No, I'm, I'm being serious, dude. Oh, okay. Because I don't... Let's just make it a two-parter. <laughs> so go back... Let's go back to the... Uh-